This is Carol McLeod, and I'm excited to study the Word of God with you today. Moses heard the voice of God from the fire of the burning bush. Fires are often the places where we have an awareness of God that nothing else brings. Fires can also turn us into pure gold Christians when we are finally able to reflect the face of our Savior. Welcome to Refined, finding joy in the midst of the fire. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer. Please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now let's join Carol for today's inspiring message. God spoke to Moses from the midst of a burning bush. One thing that I have learned from studying this story in Exodus chapter three is that every time I encounter a fire from here on out in my life, I'm going to expect God to speak to me. I've also learned from studying the story that a fire was always meant to be a sacred moment, not a selfish moment. Fires in life often are not about me or my preferences or my plans or my opinions or my disappointment, but a fire can be a holy place where I hear the voice of God and where I learn more about his character than I ever knew before. Let's continue and eavesdrop on this conversation that God and Moses are having from the middle of the burning bush. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been done to you in Egypt. From the fire, God spoke to Moses and gave him a strategy, gave him a lifetime plan. God said, Moses, I want you to go tell the children of Israel that I am concerned about them. Oh, isn't that a reassuring phrase? I think it's often in the fire that we truly learn of God's concern and compassion toward us. Verse 17, so I said, This is God speaking. I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite to a land flowing with milk and honey. You see, when God's concerned about us, he's going to bring us up out of the affliction we're in. Isn't that good news? God doesn't want to leave you in the affliction that you have found yourself in, but he wants to bring you to the land of his promises, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 18. They will pay heed to what you say, and you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt, and you will say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So now please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. 
But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, which I shall do in the midst of it. And after that, he will let you go. In these verses, in Exodus chapter 3, verses 16 through 20, God prophesied the future of Moses. You know, if we're not careful, we can read these verses with a little bit of disinterest because we know all that Moses has to go through. We know it from a historical perspective. We know about the plagues. We know about being lost in the wilderness, yada, yada, yada. But Moses, the man, had never watched the Ten Commandments with Charleston Heston. Moses had never watched the prince of Egypt with his little boys. Moses didn't know what his future held, and you don't know what your future holds either, but God does. God knows your future, and God sees in advance and has provided a way. My friends, because we know that God is good, And because we know that he is constantly working good in all of our situations, we also know that our future is good. We know that when we encounter a fire, that he will be with us and that he will never take his eyes off of us for one instant. And now we also know that if we listen, we will hear his voice speaking above the roar of the fire. He will reveal himself to us in the midst of the fire and that he will speak to us. A fire can become one of the holiest moments of your life if you will listen for the voice of Yahweh. Moses heard God's voice. Will you hear God's voice in the fire? You know, it's so important to go to the Bible because the Bible will convince us of God's goodness even during the difficulties of life. I have learned in studying fires that when a precious metal is put into a fire, something extraordinary happens. Pure gold comes out. When gold is put into a fire, pure gold comes out. But did you know that there's more than one kind of gold? There's fool's gold. It's merely yellow. It has no chemical substance of pure gold. It looks like it, but when it's carefully examined, it has no inherent qualities of gold. It's not the real deal. You might know that something is not fool's gold until it goes through the fire. The fire always reveals the quality of the gold. The fire will reveal you. The fire will reveal whether you are fool's gold or pure gold. There's also white and rose gold. Usually white and rose gold are mixed with other less expensive metals. They look beautiful and can actually be very useful. But when put in the fires, what you see then is what is raised to the top. And and what is raised to the top are the impurities and the inexpensive alloys. Pure gold is always yellow. It contains no alloys or other substances in it. Pure gold can only come from pure gold. You cannot manufacture pure gold from any other substance. And when pure gold is placed in the fire, all you see is the reflection of the refiner. That's all you see. You don't see 
anything else. We are in the process of being refined into pure gold. We're getting all the foreign, less expensive ways and attitudes out of us. Being a pure gold Christian means reflecting only the glory of God, having none of us and having all of him in us. Well, today we're going to begin talking about houses, about dwelling places. We're going to talk about what happens in the dwelling place of God and exactly how it is furnished. Did you know that God cares very much about the place where he lives? He cares about it much, much more then we care about the place in which we live and the materials with which he builds his tabernacle or the place where he lives are of utmost importance to him. Let's read what the Holy Spirit says in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Your life is where God lives and he's very concerned about the condition of your life. Your life should be a home fit for a king because that is what he is. When God's looking for a place to live, he doesn't look for pretense or for expertise necessarily. What he's looking for is for purity and for cleanliness. God is not on the hunt for the best singer or the best writer or the best speaker or really the best of human talents. He's looking for pure gold hearts. That's why we're examining our hearts in light of the fire. Let me read to you from 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I've rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. If you think that your gifts or abilities are what stamp pure gold on you, think again, my friend. If you think that your achievements or bank accounts define you as a pure gold Christian, think again, my friend. If you think that your weight or your marital status or your level of education determine how golden you are, my friend, how wrong you are. Becoming pure gold is truly an inside job, and it's happening in the very heart of you. So today, as we continue our study on refined, we're going to be studying two sanctuaries, one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament. Both are the dwelling place of the God of all eternity. And we're going to learn what the Old Testament tabernacle has to do with you and your life today and the process that you are in of becoming a pure gold Christian this is what God said to the people in Exodus 25, verse 8. Let them construct a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them. So the children of Israel are still in the wilderness. They have not yet reached Canaan or the promised land. And it's in the middle of their wilderness that God tells them to build a sanctuary fit for a king. What a strange place to build a tabernacle in the middle of nowhere, in the desert where it's arid and dry and there's little growing there. And yet God 
wants a tabernacle there? Couldn't he have chosen a more desirable location, perhaps on a street corner with a lot of traffic, accessible to a greater population group? Maybe we'll get back to that question later. But let me follow up with another question. Why did God want a sanctuary in the first place? Well, the reason he wanted a sanctuary was so that he could dwell among his people. It was the sacred place where God would choose to meet with his people. That is the definition of the word tabernacle. It's the designated place where God meets with his people. The first tabernacle was erected exactly one year after the first Passover when God delivered his children from Egypt in 1450. BC. One of God's most important concerns is the building of his tabernacle. And the reason it's so important is because it's where his glory dwells. It's where mankind fellowships with the glory of God. Aren't you glad that God has chosen you to be his dwelling place? We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433. It's my pleasure to study God's Word with you and remind you to never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God or on yourself or on your future. Never give up. If you're struggling and need prayer, please call us today. The phone number is easy to remember, 855-JOY-LIFE. Or you can email me directly, carol at justjoyministries.com. If you've been blessed by the messages and the ministry, please let us know with your sponsorship. Call us toll-free, 855-569-5433, or go online to justjoyministries.com.